You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin and Tatiana Keen Jones. For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash forallnerds. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And what's up, y'all? And welcome to another episode of the Four All Nerd Show. The voice of the urban geek, the podcast where we discuss geek culture from the perspective of people of color. And as always, sitting in the captain's chair, it's your boy, DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. Cal L. Bundy, Thought Pilgrim, Lionel Richie, De La Troll. Oh, I was going to do that one, but no. Blart Bent. <laughs> Big Dick Grayson Energy. <laughs> Toss a coin to your ninja. Hey. We here. We back. And as always, I'm joined by... Tatiana King, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as Dame Diner Dash, Gucci Mane DeLorean, Beretta Scott King, the Ting of the North, and Ned Slanders. There you go. See, I was trying to do Bernie Slanders, but you know, I figured that would take away ah. from Ned Slanders. Well, we so, could be the Slanders Brothers. That there works, we too. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Which we definitely are here on For All Nerds. And today, it. we are joined by a returning guest. I think this is their third or fourth time? Three. Three times? Three time champion? Oh, you, you coming for the mayor of For All Nerds now, boy. Like you, He's you coming the, for, uh, what, Daniel Jose Older? Daniel Jose Older. Um, yeah. uh, oh, God. Uh, Otto Asando. You know, young guru, you know, yeah, yeah, these are all the people who have been here, you know, three, three and up champs, mm. you know, and here, yeah, and here we have Big Daddy Kane, let the people know who you are, you got some AKs for us today? Yes, I'm Professor Brandon Obunu, AKA, the aforementioned Big Data Kane, AKA Vaccine Waters, AKA <laughs> Aspirin Jackson. A.K.A. The Flu Marvel. That one is it. I love it. Now, Aspirin Jackson, though, like I say, if those who don't know the Carl Weathers Action Jackson classic, please look at All up. time. All time. <laughs> How do you like your ribs? You might have to do a, a viewing of that joint. But oh, the, my God. Like I'm, y'all do. <laughs> yeah, I might have to stream it next time I DJ on twitch.tv slash for all nerds. Yes. You know, where you can catch us. All the time. That's twitch.tv slash for all nerds. You're probably seeing us right now watching us live as we do this show. But you can also hear our views from the 616 podcast caught up a little bit. You you know, DJ Ben Amin, myself, DJ and live. Very soon, we're going to have Tatiana playing some games up Mm -hmm. on there. You know, very soon. It's coming soon. Y'all but know every- I got my PS5. I had that whole ordeal for like three months. <laughs> yep. And now you got it and still ain't rocking it. But, you know, that's yeah. another story for another time. Because every Monday and and usually Thursdays, <laughs> but every Monday at 1 p.m., you can catch us live on twitch.tv slash for all nerds where you can see us. Make sure you go over to twitch.tv slash for all nerds. Hit follow. 
turn on the notifications, and then you won't have to worry because you'll always know. You'll always be able to see us. We on there a lot, doing a lot of different things. So thank you mm-hmm. here for joining us. Mm-hmm. And like I mentioned before, thank you for everyone who's been listening to Views from the 616. Yes. Thank y'all so much. Y'all have made it an incredible, successful podcast. And it has been an amazing journey. And the journey is just beginning. Mm. We finished WandaVision. Now we have a week break before the Falcon and the Winter Soldier pops up. I almost said yep. the War Machine again. I don't know why I want to keep saying the War Machine. But um, during that time, you all have shown us how much you care and love us. We have tons of comments and people from all over just really expressing their love for the show. Shout out to, again, Spotify and Spotify Podcast for featuring us as like one of the shows to listen to. I, I don't know if they named any other shows, but they definitely said listen to Views from the 616 if you're a WandaVision watcher. And so we hope that carries over to the rest of the MCU coverage we're going to be giving you. Mm-hmm. And thank you to everybody who tuned in. We had the finale episode this week. We knew when we dropped the episode, it was going to be a little controversial. Yes. Because we had some, you know, we had opinions that I personally have not seen expressed as much in other places by other reviewers, you know. I I think also because we're black, that helps. Yes, and I think because (laughs) we also have a woman featured on our show as one of the hosts, that helps. Things that most of these people do not have. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people either miss things or they felt like we or me. I got a lot of feedback where I felt like people were coming. were not coming to me where they were saying that I was coming down too hard on Monica and saying that also on Wanda and on Monica's reaction to everything. Really? What were they actually saying? What What's too hard about the truth? Besides well, the that, fact that the truth is hard. Some people argue that Monica doesn't know how to use her powers, etc. So she doesn't. She just, so what yep. does that got to do with her her personality? <sighs> like, like I said, all I asked for from that fin- finale, I mean, I asked for a lot, but things that you know would have really made it better, in my opinion, would have been someone saying something to Wanda instead of just letting her walk out like she's Jake Gyllenhaal doing mm-hmm. the wistful, you know, look back <laughs> at the camera as she walks away from Westview. Because yeah, 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 yeah I agree. that's all. And, and go ahead. And I just and we, like we talked about on the show before, you know, us, me, and you having worked around in and around Hollywood. I've been in writers' rooms. I've seen how they operate. I know how they operate from internally. I'm one. I'm not going to say anything on this show that I don't fully believe because I fully understand the ramifications of me personally saying these type of things. Exactly. Two. I you know I'm not just doing. I'm not just a jump off willy nilly and say anything like that. And three, it's because that I think WandaVision was so good that I even say these type of things in the first place. Because Mm -hmm. there is thousands upon thousands of just trash TV out there that I don't worry about. And it probably puts out all kinds of terrible messages. But I don't care about it because it's just not that good in the first place. But I think WandaVision was a very well done show from top to bottom, from production to acting, etc., directing, anything you want to talk about, musically, all that. But they made some missteps. And I think a lot of those missteps came because they probably didn't. I don't want to assume, but I'm pretty 100% sure that even if they had any black people on writing staff, they were either lower level, which means they really don't get to make major decisions. And there was probably only one of them, which Mm. leads to a huge problem because I've been that one person in these rooms. And when you're the one person in the room, one, they expect you to represent all the black people. 
Two, they expect you to do your job and not really make any waves. You know, don't, you know, make waves, but don't make waves. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to hear your opinion until it contradicts our own. Mm. Pretty much is how they feel. You know, and so I'm not going to put it on them, but I do put it on the creator for not recognizing some of the tropes that they were just feeding into, especially with that last episode and especially with how they dealt with Monica's character. Yeah, I feel you. And I said generally the gist of everything that I felt on views from the 616 and we provided plenty of caveats to express, you know, we love the show. This isn't hating. This is how we feel. But I also say F the caveats because I said what I said mm. and I'm not going to shy away from that. Now, no one has come to me in a critical manner, like whether you agreed or disagreed, I saw that, but it was respectful. So I don't oh. know if people scared of me or what, but I didn't see anyone say, oh, well, don't call her a mammy and don't call it this net. It is what it is. And mm. if you can't see that and if you can't or even respect that, then that's not my problem. Mm-hmm. It really isn't. And that's what we do here for owners. We look at things critically, whether we like it or not, whether we love it or, you know, whether we, and you actually said it perfectly on Twitter. We're not going to waste time on things that, that just don't need to have time on it. Mm -hmm. Like we wouldn't be watching and reviewing the show and really putting our, our, our really love and thoughts into it unless we thought it was worth it. Yeah. So we don't, we don't do podcasts for, you know, shows specific podcasts unless there's something that you see. We did Castle Black for Game of Thrones. We did uh, Safe Negro Pod for Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. And now Views from the Sits from Marvel because we just respect these properties mm-hmm. and we love what they're doing with them. Yeah. We didn't and, even and, do a Watchmen yeah. podcast. Wait. We, we, no, we didn't even do a... We didn't do a Watchmen podcast. We did cover... We did like do live tweeting and all that stuff, but we didn't do the podcast. You know what? Wow. Why. Yeah. But anyway... Um... <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, Forgot. yeah, I mean, we understand for all the new listeners where you may not know how we roll, understood, that's cool, but, like, that's that's how stuff goes. Everyone's not going to agree with your opinion, and that's okay. You can have a mm-hmm. conversation. I think Brandon has something to say, too, or maybe you just raise your hand in agreement. <laughs> well, I just want to say from the perspective of a fan as somebody who listens to a lot of these outlets, like, y'all are very specifically not reflexive reactive haters i don't i don't i've never gotten that from y'all like you guys are always thoughtful always back your shit up always kind of give even when you're critical so uh so i'm not just you know i mean we on here and we're friends now obviously but that's my honest take on y'all so i didn't catch none of that unfair stuff in the way you talked about any of these things right and and i don't think I don't think that the creators of the show were even going into it like, ha ha, we're going to make Monica a magical Negro no, and a mammy. But that's but our point, right? Yeah, I think it's an unconscious thing. And when you don't have black people in power positions or people of color even, you're going to get these type of actions and these reactions where people are going to, you're just subconsciously going to, you know, you're going to be like, oh, it's powerful for Monica to help her deliver the baby and not realize that this is the only black woman on the show and she's delivering a white woman's baby. You could be like, powerful. oh, it's powerful. It's straight from the comics, Monica getting shot by bullets and the bullets going through her. But it wasn't the same situation where it was a white man shooting at her and she wasn't stepping in front of bullets to save white kids in the middle of broad daylight in the street. I think you're making a real key point, and that is, and this goes into science even, like the, the part about diversity is that it's 
it's getting the little things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like people can get the big things, right? Like anybody, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of white people who've written really good black characters as a whole, but it's these little granular things that they miss. And I think that's kind of what Charlotte pointed out. And I, I completely agree with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and y'all, every, everyone listening has to understand that you can absolutely love something and also have some critiques on it. I personally believe nothing's worth its salt if you can't have a conversation about it. And if you're all like, no, you can never say anything bad, bad about this and it's perfect. Then I'm like, all right. I think not, to me, you're you're being a fanboy and a D writer. So mm. that's how, that, that's all I got to say about that. Word. And thank you, Brandon, for saying that we, you feel like we don't yeah, come thank across you. as haters. Because even recently, someone like came at me because I was saying something about uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. And they're like, just admit it. You're just hating on it. And I'm like, dog, I, why would I hate on it? I'm going to sit here and have to watch this mess. You know? so, like, <laughs> We're going to watch it with I, you. <laughs> I'm going to hope that it's good. Cause I don't want to waste four hours of my <laughs> life, fam. This is a four-hour movie. Like, I might be oh critical of what I've seen so far because that's me being critical of the trailers. Uh, the fact that there's nothing but voiceover in every trailer I've seen so far, and nobody is actually talking, you know, in any of these trailers. It's just voiceovers and his weird symbolism, and everybody's doing a Jesus pose. Sure, <laughs> I'm going to be critical of these type of things when it's ridiculous, you know, but I'm hoping, oh my God, I'm praying that in this four-hour movie there is some... I, you know, it was so funny, I was just sitting there thinking that I wanted to watch the Batman versus Superman extended cut. I've never seen that. People always say it's really good or better than, not really good, better than the film version, right? Martha? Yeah, but they say the extended cut makes it better. But then I'm like, God damn, that'll be six and a half hours of Zack Snyder. Your mom's name Martha too? That I'll have to dedicate my life to. That so, is six you know, hours. Yikes. No, six and a half. I think the extended cut might be approaching three hours. So it's like, oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're talking like seven hours of my life that, you know, Zack Snyder would get. Literally And this is what shift. I do for y'all. Literally yeah. a job shift. Okay. Yeah, this is what I do. You know what I mean? Okay. So, like, I'm not just out here hating or calling things out. Like I say, I call Zach Snyder out because he does put Jesus poses on everyone. You know, that's just <laughs> what this man does. He loves himself a Jesus pose. He loves some Jesus. I don't he know. got some great imagery, though. You know, writing. We'll work on that, fam. You know, but as I'm saying, I'm not like just dogging things, and I don't think either any of us are. We're here to inform, to educate, to talk, to distrust, but we're not just here to hate, man. That's wild, you know. And no, no, not we're not. We we're not here to hate at all. We're here to have fun. We're here to be informative because mm-hmm. that's why we have Professor C. Brandon Obunu here. Yeah. He probably worked at every single last Ivy League known to man, but right now he's over at Yale. He is an epidemiologist as well as geneticist, amongst other letters and numbers and stuff behind his name but more importantly he went to howard h u you know you know all right and of course you actually went to school with ben i mean the same exact time i had no idea that happened i really didn't either yeah no uh <laughs> like i said i've been i've been like one of these people who you know when somebody knows you more than you know them and they're like i mean you know it's, i feel like a stalker a little bit because i've i've been following your career and i've been very proud like i, I was like oh, i went to, i went to school with this cat so yeah we knew a lot of the same people or I, we, we occupied a lot of the same spaces mm-hmm. i had a radio show at whbc my my first year it's like a stupid you know freshman year college you know radio so it's interesting it was my, my, my dear brother iman kennerly we had a show um that was about I would talk about science and he would talk about politics. He was a business and it was just some hotepy 
conspiracy theory C <laughs> shit. At least you admit yeah, that, it was Hotepi. That first floor of Strula C was always filled with some Hotepi. <laughs> that that whole hallway, that that the computer lab, the the radio station, all it, it, it was full on Hotepi down there, boy. I forgot the name of our show, but my segment was called Scientific Madness. That was got that from the Jerry the Damager song, and his Ooh. shit was called The War Report. So he was talking about wars and problems. Y'all was nineties as so, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. True child in the nineties, um, but it was dope. And then, uh, and then I was involved with Verbal. I'm again, uh, Ben. Mm. I know you knew a lot of them, so yeah. you know. So I, we definitely overlapped uh, with a lot of people. And, so uh, wait, mm. refresh me. Verbal Armageddon was like the hip hop thing, right? Where they had the hip hop yeah. tournament, and it was yeah, like and ciphers was, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, we organ. I mean, it's, it's a big part of my college experience. And we, I mean, mm-hmm. I was kind of the right hand sidekick, but Iman and Nelson Bennett, you know, who were geniuses in hindsight, like they should have had a startup that had in hindsight, that should have been a multi million dollar startup yeah, the way they yeah. were running that in mm-hmm. college. And it, it basically organized into uh, this is before um, like any TV singing competitions, before you know, American oh. Idol, any of that. We had that shit at Howard. Yeah. Oh, and they started wow. that shit from scratch, and they brought yeah. in other artists from DC. It, it really ran the DC hip hop scene. Damn it was all it. organic Whoa. from college kids, and yeah. I kind of helped with that. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Verbal Armageddon was popping. Yeah, and I definitely have pictures from that shit. I think I got uh, my man Sonny. He was a break dancer. I think I got some pictures of him there. Because mm-hmm. yeah, yep. Yeah, like wow. you were saying, I used to, when I, my majors at Howard were film and photography. So I was, you know, and to this day, I'm still all kind of, as you know, people know, it's all about film and photography and, you know, DJing and podcasting and all the other millions of things we do right here. And, you know, speaking of that, you can catch all those millions of things on our Twitch channel, .tv slash for all nerds. Make sure you're following us on all other platforms, you know, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, hit up our YouTube channel. If you miss any of these live shows, you can always go to YouTube, yep. search for For All Nerds, hit the follow, turn on the notifications, go through our history. We got all kind of stuff there. It's deep. It's a lot of things going on, you know? But I think now that we've taught some geek stuff, we do have a special guest here. And, you know, it, it you know, bid vax. There's a lot of things going on that we need to talk about right now. Like you said, this your third. I feel like we had those special episodes too. Yeah, we had the little IG live. Yeah. So we already yeah. count those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've been here multiple times. You know, we've been covering the panorama of the pandemic since the beginning of it. You know, since early. It's now been probably a year of us or going on an anniversary of the first time we had the professor on the show. Mm, oh my God. It has like yes. been like a year. Yeah. Because we, we started doing these right after, you know, lockdown first hit. And, you know, the anniversary of lockdown is re- vast approaching for New York City, at least. My so. anniversary actually already passed. March 8th. Wow. March 8th was the last time I went to the office and the last time I was on the train. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I can't wow. remember. I mean, my last, like, DJ gig, like, official one was, like, February something. So it's been over, you know. Jesus. Yeah. And wow. we ain't been in the studio in forever. But all that being said, we are here. It is now 2021. We're still dealing with it. We got vaccines out there. We got strains. It's all kind of craziness. And we're going to figure it out. So, I mean, let's, let's let's start with the big one. Well, let's take a break first because I have okay. to find your college pictures. 
and oh. just make sure that they match up with these stories, okay? All right, all right. And we'll be right back with more Foral Nerd Show. I'm Professor Brandon Obunu. This is Danny Lore. And this is Vida Ayala. My name's Genevieve King. This is Peter Ramsey. This is Kiro Karangawa. This is Lexi Alexander. This is Otto Asado. And you are listening to... I am listening to... I am listening to... I like to listen to... I'm listening to... I'm listening to... We are listening to... For All Nerds. What's up, y'all? And we are back with, you know, Big Daddy Kane, Professor Brandon Obunu, here to talk about the COVID vaccine and everything else related to COVID. You know, like we said before, we've been keeping up these updates as news comes out, as more information Mm -hmm. is revealed, as we learn more things, trying to keep y'all updated, trying to make sure that people out there know the real like, you know, T said no Facebook pharmacy yeah. over here. No Facebook pharmacist in this bitch. Yes. And talk about keeping it real. Let's keep it real, Ben. I mean, you're still iffy on the vaccine. I damn sure am. I, I am a thousand percent iffy on it. Okay, I am a not, thousand percent. Not, not, still, not still iffy. You're a thousand percent not with it. No, no, no. I'm just a thousand percent iffy on oh, okay, it. Okay, you're you still know, iffy. I have, a lot, I have a lot of questions, basically. Okay. I'm absolutely yes. getting the vaccine once I have a chance. Um, my Both of my parents... Uh, my mother most recently a few days ago, but both of my parents got their first shot. Um, I think they both got the Pfizer shot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's lots of going on, but I know the, the the most prominent thing on everybody's minds are these vaccines. And first, can we just clarify what's out there available to us, at least in America? Mm-hmm. So the now three that have been approved for, uh, you know, emergency use, which is the ones that are, are available now, are the Pfizer the mm-hmm. Moderna, and now the Johnson & Johnson is available. So it's three uh, different uh, vaccines that are now increasingly available. Pfizer and Moderna are widely available. Johnson Johnson is increasingly available. So those are the three right. big ones. Mm-hmm. Right. And what are the differences between the three, like besides the companies that, that make them? Mm-hmm. So uh, the Pfizer and Moderna kind of utilize this technology that we've been talking about a while uh, called you know, the mRNA vaccine and um and what they do is those kind of deliver information to cells instructions on how to kind of fight uh the virus to recognize and fight the virus and so those kind of utilize a very kind of classical and interesting new way of uh delivering vaccines uh johnson and johnson uh is a little bit more like kind of classical vaccines where it's kind of delivering a it's it's delivering uh it's an adenovirus we call it vaccine. So it's basically like it presents a piece of the virus kind of encoded into a piece of a, a piece of the virus that it uses to generate immunity. Um, okay. So it's, that function is like that's much more like cl- most classical uh, vaccines. And because of that, I mean, one of the arguments is that that's why it's a, it's a single shot. So it's a single dose vaccine. That's the big, big difference with Johnson mm. and Johnson. It's a single dose uh, and you're and you're, you know, and that and, and basically the entirety of the effect is can be captured in one dose, whereas Pfizer and Moderna are two doses. So I got Pfizer as well. Tatiana. Right. And I'll be going for my second shot next week. 
Um, and so the idea there is because of the mRNA vaccine, you really need two shots to get the full effect, even though data are showing us now that you do get most of the effect. After one shot, you're, you're, you you significantly right. got to decrease your chances. Right. But to get the full reported effect, you need to. Right. So to make it in the most simplest terms, if, if COVID-19 is is this felon that's just out there, been killing everybody, obviously, um, the Moderna and the Pfizer shots are are two wanted posters, right? And you need two of them for it to be that to work and say for your body to say, "Yo, this is that nigga." You need you to gotta, you gotta remind you gotta remind them. You, you gotta, gotta remind the body, like, "Yo, you know what I'm saying?" You show them once right. and be like, "Remember that, yo, just, just right. so you know, right? This is <laughs> so the nigga know. you need to see." Right? Okay. Whereas, whereas with Johnson Johnson, that's a that's a billboard on in Times Square. You okay. don't need to be reminded of that, or that shit is on the Super Bowl. That's an ad in the Super Bowl. Right, yeah, it can be seen from space. It's so big. Seen, everybody see that, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. So that that one, you only need right. one, and you get you get the effects from that. Right now, n- one thing I want to ask because this may cause a little bit of fear. You said something very specific that made me think. Okay, wait, that's different. Even though it is classical, you mentioned that with the Johnson and Johnson, it uses a piece of the virus. What is that? What are you saying when you say that? You saying we're injecting ourselves with COVID essentially? Not whole virus. Not whole okay. virus. No, no, no. It's just using a a a, a, a gene, a, pro, a protein from the virus. So can it's you, not can the whole you virus. Hurt yourself by doing no, that? no, no, no. It is not the whole virus. None of these things you're getting. Kind of, you're not giving COVID to anyone in any of them. Even. You know, uh, you're not giving COVID to any in, in any in any in any of these vaccines. No, gotcha. Um, it's just a piece of one. I think mRNA vaccines are different because it's not even a piece. It's just the instructions. Okay. Whereas, right. Whereas with Johnson Johnson, you're giving a piece so that the body recognizes that piece and can mount an immune response to that um, to that to, to the to the virus when it sees it. So that's the idea there. All right, Ben. What about that makes you make that face? <laughs> All right. I got a couple. But my first one was uh, there is a commercial running in New York City right now by I guess it's by New York City featuring DMC of legendary rap group Run DMC, where he is rhyming about getting the virus, which I I was quite disappointed in. First of all, <laughs> just it just, you know, just didn't hit right. It just oh, didn't feel right. But the commercials it, like that don't hit. Yeah, they don't. It don't matter what you're talking about. I don't want to see DMC rapping about nothing but what DMC want to rap about. You know what I mean? I don't <laughs> want to see him rapping for anybody, you know, who's paying him to rap. Um, but at one point he says, only one in 10 people get sick. And I'm like, fam, that's still, you know, not uh, 10 out of 100. Like, that's, you know, that's getting, them numbers ain't, you know. Yeah. And, but when they say get sick, what do they mean? What I mean, do they mean? That's what I'm at. That's what I'm asking. Because right I've now. seen people say like, and, and like you said, it's not everyone, but it's a few people, smaller percentage who I say, well, yeah, maybe that first day they feel sick, like almost feel like they have a cold. And then the next day they're fine. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. I've seen most people say they get arm soreness from the first shot. Yeah. And then the second one, knock their ass out. That's what I've seen. I've seen nausea. I've seen, you know, like they were laid up for a day. All that type of thing. So let's talk about that. So um, so there are slightly so, you know, there's a great article in the Atlantic that kind of talks about let's talk about let's you know, let's let's do the bad news first and we'll walk our way upwards rather than the other way around. Right. Or rather, let's get to let's get to the the, the areas of real concern with these vaccines. Right. And I think so. Ben, I mean, it's like, number one, am I getting injected with the actual virus? And none of them you are. Right. So mRNA viruses is mRNA in in Johnson Johnson, it's a piece of DNA that encodes the protein. So no, no, you don't have to worry about that. Um, side effects. 
Okay, it's a big mm-hmm. one. People have some people have adverse reactions, and there are kind of careful instructions that are given with regards to if you have a history of really, 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 really kind of, for example, the flu vaccine in particular, right? You may, mm-hmm. Some of those people want to be more careful. Uh, but the result from now, hundreds of thousands of people, including like entire country, almost entire countries like Israel, um, is that the, 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 the side effects are, are, are in Moderna's second shot. Um, about 15% of the people have some kind of, you know, some reaction. And then that, mm. I don't know about knocking you out, but that can be pain. Uh, that can be some nausea. That can be kind of like flu-like symptoms. But they all resolve. Like people aren't like ending up in hospitals and droves from the second shot of Moderna. Pfizer, okay. the, the, the Pfizer, the second shot uh, is a little bit less. And in Johnson and Johnson's, the side effects are actually quite quite low. So it's actually more like two percent. So so if one is so my again, you should talk to your clinician, personal clinician, about what you think is best for you based on your health profile. I would take any of them. I took the first one that was available for me. Just Which given that? right, uh, Pfizer. I took okay. Pfizer, um, and I think the reason why is, and we'll get to the good news. They are incredibly safe when you actually view over the course of tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people. Incredibly safe, all three of them, and they are incredibly effective at preventing serious disease and death. I mean, to the point where, th- th- I mean, we, we are struggling to find cases at all. Given all the wild shit that goes on in people's bodies, mm-hmm. we're still struggling to find many cases, if any case, where someone got the vaccine and kind of like died, uh, we know, of the pathology from the virus. Very, very, very vanishingly few people. Very, okay. very, very, if any. So we, we're still sorting out the data for that. So what I'm saying is they're all powerfully effective at preventing serious illness. I think what you might have heard is the percentages on efficacy you might have seen that right and some people are like yo johnson johnson 72 percent percent. pfizer yeah. is this that is about preventing symptomatic disease so basically having any <laughs> symptoms at all having any symptoms at all but that's not about serious disease that's that could be having any kind of mild dry cough it could be i mean anything that varies from person to person that can mean any kind of running nose that can mean anything but the stuff that you got to worry about for your wellness mm-hmm. all three of them shits Whoop ass, you know, about equally, which is why I'm, you know, you know, about equally. So we're talking about differences, maybe with regards to their likelihood of being able to prevent symptoms at all. And I think Pfizer and Moderna are very, very, very good at preventing symptoms at all. Meaning there's a good channel after you get that. If you if you encounter the virus, you're not going to even. Right. And we'll, we'll talk it, about the strains it. next. But based on kind of the study that, you know, we have. You're, you're very, very kind of strongly effective against symptoms at all, or symptomatic disease at all. Johnson and Johnson, a little less so. Um, but again, in terms of preventing, the thing that we're worried about is harm, right? Like yeah. real, real harm to our bodies. I think all three are extremely and explosively and amazingly effective at preventing disease. Johnson Johnson is also cheaper. It's kind of going to be, it's going to be more wide, widely available, um, and, and like I said, a slightly lower, probably not, not even slightly lower odds of, um, side effects in most people.
Okay, now now you were talking about you know how rare it is for people to actually pass away from taking one of these. Like what what numbers are rarity? Because I have a person, they will remain unnamed, but the other day I know this person well. They tweeted out a friend of mine, son's friend, you know, one of them situations where oh, I had to read it. I had to read the tweet twice to even figure out who they were exactly talking about. My sister's it, brother's cousin's uncle. It wasn't that bad, but dad. it was one of the things where it was like they mentioned that one person was a naturopath, and then they, and so I was like, wait, the naturopath died? And then I realized, no, it was a friend of the naturopath. What does that mean? And uh, like and someone who's like a, a, a natural doctor, I mean, not doctor, but, you know, not a certified doctor, but someone who believes in, you know, natural remedies and cures, I would say. Uh, okay. Yeah, but th- this is not the person who they say passed. They say a friend of their son. So a friend of a friend, basically. Son. Passed away. <laughs> Look, I'm not laughing at the past, but I'm laughing that what you're saying is progression. A friend yeah. of a friend's son's daughter, puppy. Passed, yeah, passed okay. away after okay. taking the um, vaccine, is what they are saying on Twitter. I didn't take it with too much, you know, whatever I You took it with a grain of salt. You were like, kept scrolling. But, okay. Brandon, you know, what is it like? You know, what you're saying, you know, small, non, you know, infant, you know, what is, what's the numbers looking like? Well, I mean, so, yes. I mean, if you, yeah, for death, I mean, so yeah, you never say never because that's not scientific, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think it'd be irresponsible to say that it's impossible to die from anything. You can buy, you can die from a reaction to aspirin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can die, people die from bee stings. People die from all these things. And I think that's actually related, right? Because there are people who do kind of have anaphylaxis. It's this kind of deep, aggressive response to certain type of, um, kind of antigens you present something to the body and that's general again that goes for beast things peanut butter that goes to these anybody that kind of has like very very kind of aggressive uh immune responses or allergic responses to things and that's something that kind of manifests in a lot of people i don't know if the two of you are conceivably there are individuals right who could have a response to this right okay. um vaccine so that's like so from a biomedical theoretical perspective that's not crazy that you're going to have some people mm-hmm. the numbers <laughs> about the <laughs> The, the anaphylactic responses, the aggressive responses, which is the thing we worry about, about potentially being fatal at all. We'll get mm-hmm. to this. Right now are like two to five people per million have an anaphylactic response to the vaccines. That is, that is, I mean, if you want to talk about positioning that with regards to how rare and frequent, I mean, it's just, it's, it's so vanishingly small. It's so vanishingly small. So as to be like almost something that, um, uh, it, it can it can fly under the radar now, and even when you have anaphylaxis, it's treatable. Mm-hmm. That's treatable. That's yep. treatable. We have a lot of things in place to be able to treat that kind of shock. Now, in terms of deaths itself, the the, the formal stance is that we can't say never and nobody ever, but there's mm-hmm. really no patterns in the data now to suggest mm-hmm. that this vaccine, any of them that are the three that we have been approved, are like at, are at any kind of heightened risk for death due to anaphylaxis or any other kind of uh, anaphylaxis shock or any other, uh, there's, there's no, there's nothing supporting that conclusion at all now. So that's that. So in terms of okay. like, adverse reactions, there's nothing supporting that. This is kind of like in any way, giving anybody a, 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 that this is a safety concern. Now, I think another thing that came up when it came to kind of death is you look at the, uh, you, you know, the, the trials people, there are people who died during vaccine trial, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The same way there are people who die when they were to work. Yeah. And there are people who died of a mm-hmm. lot of things, right? 
The key is, can you right, link the deaths to the vaccine? Yeah. Does it have the signature of a pattern of disease that's related to the vaccine? And in the original trials, no, mm. no, no. Mm. You know, and, and I think and there's like new cases that like every once in a while, there's like a case of somebody who dies after having a vaccine. So I took mine, you know, a, a while back um, between the first and second dose. If I do, if I'm if I'm driving or I'm doing some dumb shit or not, or just the, the, the normal kind of shape of life, things can happen to me. And the key is, right, if something happens to me, I mean, I can get the flu now, for example. And right. if I catch the flu, I'll be like, oh, there you go. That was the vaccine that did that. It's like, no, nigga, that was the flu. Or I could sprain my ankle. Oh, nigga, you get that vaccine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, that vaccine. vaccine got niggas out here spraining ankles, right? No, no nigga. Put a stick in your bike. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you, 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 no, nigga, you old and you was hooping in some bullshit sneakers. <laughs> That shit had nothing to do with the vaccine. And so what I'm saying is that's the thing we try to tease apart here. And I think given all of the cases, given all of the data, right, uh, you know, we don't really have any reason to we, we call contraindicate to say that, you know, uh, you know, it, the, uh, any given person shouldn't take this vaccine. I think the data do not support that. Mm. OK. That OK. Yes, yeah, definitely does. And then I got one more conspiratorial, you know, because I'm I'm here to answer ask these questions. We wouldn't be on the first floor of School of C if it wasn't conspiratorial. Continue. Facts, you know. <laughs> and so another person told me that I should go for the Modena or Moderna. Pfizer. Moderna. Moderna. Pfizer, yeah. Well, you know, they're black, so they said Modena. Um, and avoid the Johnson and Johnson. Because they feel like that's the ghetto one that ain't as good as the other johnson and johnson is ghetto i know johnson look, look my johnson? last name is johnson folks it hurt me when this person johnson was sitting there and johnson that basically owns the state of new jersey is ghetto well, look, look, really? they're, they're, you know okay that's interesting that's interesting yeah. so what i try to do when i have these conversations you see me do this in clubhouse and other contexts is i try to like empathize where does it come from you know what i'm yeah. saying because at, at the core of a lot of this is, is things that make sense. Well, not everybody. Some people are just crazy. Okay. But like, well, you Ben, I mean, that's the thing. But I mean, I feel like Luke talking to Vader, like when he's like, I see good in you. Like, I, you, you might, you might say that you're anti, you know, but I, I don't know. No, no, I'm not. I feel yeah. like you're, I feel like you just need, you, there's some things you're concerned about that yeah. need to be addressed. Mm -hmm. And that's cool. So why would someone say that's the ghetto version? Number one, it is cheaper to make. Mm. So, right. So, I, I mean, equating cheaper with ghetto is not a crazy thing, of course, but that's not true. Right. Cheaper does not mean it's less quality or that it was thrown together or anything like that. It just means that it's engineered in a manner like the mRNA stuff is just hard to engineer because it's mRNA and mRNA is unstable. One of the other dope things about the Johnson Johnson one is because it's a DNA, it's, it's DNA inside, you know, like I said, it, it uses DNA. It's much more stable. You don't have the issues with being able to store it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't need a certain freezer. Mm. You, you can get it to more people. So at that one, we think it's probably going to be better for international use. And, you know, mm. so, so my point is, it, so that's maybe why people are saying the ghetto thing, because mm -hmm. it's like, um, that because it's cheaper, it might be more available to people. Um, also, the efficacy that I think talked about, the reported yeah. ones no, in the 70s, that. right, which okay. I think makes sense, which I think yeah. makes sense. I, I think, again, though, when we talk about severe disease, yeah, that one knocks it out the park, right on par, you know, to Pfizer and Moderna. Uh, some of the some of those percentages is about symptomatic disease. Some of that stuff is 
the definitions are a little murky, right? It depends mm-hmm. on kind of what you characterize as symptoms. So it's possible that in the, you know, it's possible that in the in the Johnson Johnson trials, they came a little later. So maybe things were a little bit more complicated with regards to how they measured things. But in terms of serious disease and preventing the thing that's harming our people the most, mm-hmm. okay, I don't see a difference there. You know what I'm saying? And the one shot dose is important mm-hmm. because it's like you do it one effect. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Whereas with the others, this too, you know, that's an inconvenience for people and all that. So, um, so for people who have complicated lives, people who can't take off work for work for, or, or for just regular people, it's kind of a comforting thing to know I can get this one shot and mm-hmm. I get, I am pretty, the, the data are pretty damn sure that I'm not going to get serious disease or die. I get that bad yeah. boy. You know what I'm saying? So so I think yeah. that's what that is. But I, I understand where that it's ghetto thing comes from. That's not supported by the data. Um, also, the, the, the lower percentage of side effects. So for people who are interested, right, I think it's, that's, you know, I think they're lower, particularly relative to Moderna, uh, where it's not like out of control, but it's like, you know, a good chunk of people get some arm soreness and maybe feel a little, you know, like, like under the weather for a few hours or, yeah. you know, or feel a little nauseous for a little while. That, that's, that is a real side effect. It's not killing nobody. It's not hospitalizing people, but it is a side effect. And I think mm-hmm. we should kind of talk about it honestly. Yeah, definitely. Because nausea sucks. It definitely know. does. But, but but also catching COVID seems catching to suck COVID a lot worse. Is, is, okay, I, that I, I, that I, also I, give you nausea. I was just going to yeah, say that. And a lot I think more. That, that's a little bit worse. Okay. Yeah. All right. That That's cleared up quite a lot. And thank you for those questions, Ben, because um, those mm-hmm. are also questions I didn't even realize I had that, you know, I, mm. I, I really appreciate getting cleared up. I've been hearing these lately, so I needed to ask. Yes. Uh, so that leads us to the fact that this is this is a year later, and this thing you 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 said this very early on. Um, at the time it wasn't happening, but now we're here, where we are coming around to mutations, and now there are several different strains. I personally only know of like there's some UK strain, and I there's there's some other. I mean, they're just giving it titles at this point, but there are several strains running around, maybe up to four. I don't know. In the United States, can you just just give us just a just a summary overview of what that's about and and what if we even need to bother or be scared about it. No, nah, I mean, and again, you you were so presented ahead of time. I, I just want to give you all y'all were like some of the first people to be talking about this publicly. You know what I'm saying? Like, Thanks. really? And yeah. I, it's just it's just remarkable. And we totally talked about the fear of mutations back then. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And like these new strains. And this is where I think I'm different than a lot of people who talk about this is I'll talk about shit that I was wrong about. You know what I'm saying? I'll be like, yo, I wasn't right about this. And neither were my colleagues. I, you know what I mean? Ego mm-hmm. and shit like that. And like, mm-hmm. I did not think this was going to happen. And I, I think, that, frankly, yeah, I didn't think it was going to happen. And I think most people, didn't, most people didn't think it was going to happen because for various. But the point is, this is how science fucking works. It's like mm-hmm. things happen and you adjust your your understanding based off of it. So now we have what we call these. What does a strain really mean? It means that the mutations change something fundamental about the kind of the way the virus infects. There's a lot of mutations that exist and they don't do shit. This is normal mm-hmm. infection. If, mm-hmm. if the three of us got a different, a regular COVID strain, those would look different genetically, but it would still be normal bread and butter COVID. You know what I'm saying? What's happening now is you have these different kind of regional variants that look like they're slightly different. And in particular, mm-hmm. they look like they are more transmissible. It's easier for them to get from person to person. And they might be a little more lethal. They might be cost. Mm. Yeah, they might be in particular. So the one we know the best about is B117, which is the United Kingdom strain. That's the one we know the best. 
Um, that one we think is 40 to 80 percent more transmissible. And we think 60 percent more kind of severe causes 60 percent more severe disease. Now, overall, it still is not like it's not like running through and burning and killing everybody. It's still right? it's, but it's just more. If you're a person that's at risk, you're going to be especially at risk with B117. OK, OK, that's what you know. And shit, they, they're talking about maybe children might be able to uh, it might, might be getting infected. Not the children are falling ill, but children are getting kind of infected potentially more by the new strains. So there's UK B117. New York's is uh, B1526. Okay. And that's a New York chain. And now that's responsible. We think for like half of infections in New York City or something like that. So the strain now, right, that's a new strain. There's a Brazil strain called P1 and there's a South African strain 1351. And so this demonstrates basically what happened here is this. This virus has been around so long and has been able to infect so many people. I mean, we're talking about, right, 118 million or something like that. I mean, a lot of fucking people have gotten this mm. disease around the world. A lot of people. When you have when a virus has that many opportunities to infect, you're giving the mutations more chance to evolve. Right. You're giving evolution more. Change. It's like dice. You roll dice, you roll dice. You're going to come up aces every once in a while. And the more people yeah. this virus has been able to infect, the more opportunity it has to evolve, evolve. And we're we're identifying these kind of local strains. Now, they're not you know, this is not some shit from outbreak where it's burning through people and liquefying organs and all that. It's covid. It mm -hmm. just gets around easier. We think maybe it attaches to cells easier. Some people think maybe the you know, it survives the particle transmission between people droplet. Bitter. There's a lot of hypotheses that we're still investigating. Yeah. Um, but I think now the big worry is about the vaccine. That's right? my question. All right. That's the big worry, whether or not the vaccines that we're using now. I think the idea where we stand now and these studies are going on is that the vaccines are effective against the new strains. Right. But perhaps slightly less. Right. Okay. Maybe slightly less. But the idea is there's no reason at all to recommend to stop getting the vaccine. The no. vaccine. Right. That, that's the best way to do it. The best kind of way to conquer the new strains or to prevent the evolution of new strains is very to get the, everybody to stop getting the disease. If we stop giving it opportunities to get into people and replicate and mutate, you'll stop giving it this opportunity. So the solution there is everybody get this vaccine, block off the route for this thing to find new hosts, right? Mm -hmm. Now, companies are developing, however, kind of, you know, like a booster shot. I mean, Ben, I mean, you're not going to like yeah. this, but right. So for some vaccines... You have to get a booster like, you you know, because the immunity wanes after time. So after five years, 10 years, there's various vaccines where you need a booster. Maybe for this, we'll get a booster in six months or a year where you go and you get a shot that basically like wakes up the immune system again. So the immune system can fight these new strains. You got so that, that DLC, that downloadable content. Gotta get that downloadable <laughs> patch, my patch. Yeah, you gotta get that DLC. Gotta get the patch. Gotta get the patch. Gotta get the patch. Gotta get the patch. You know what I'm saying? That's that a great analogy. Yeah. analogy. You gotta get that patch. And and I think it just allows you to it, it, that. It, it, so my point is that's the beauty of the science of this and the technology is it can move fast. Now that we got this shit rolling and we got the instrumentation and we got the people in place, we got the centers going, we got the pipelines, we got the factories. Virus can do whatever the fuck it wants to, really. We can we can actually engineer boosters to be able to kind of, you know, so it's 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 concerning. It's very, very, very concerning, in particular amongst people who are not vaccinated. It's concerning for people who are vaccinated, but we have our eye on this shit. And I think okay. right now the best recommendation is to get vaccinated. Okay. okay. Now we see people all over. I mean, I don't know what the percentage is. I know we're nowhere near the percentage we want to be in this country anyway, but we see people all over getting it. 
I feel like every five seconds in my Instagram stories, another one of my friends or associates is getting a shot. I'm still sitting here like, ain't nobody giving me the time of day, but my parents got it. I'm, I'm really happy about that. I do know the moment I see an opportunity or become eligible, whichever comes first, I'm going for it. So this is all happening and, and, and people, their spirits are up. People are feeling better. We also see cases across the country where different states, their, their infection levels have, have really decreased. And that is due to what? Wearing masks and social distancing. That, that, is, uh, that link has been established. And I think people need to understand that. it didn't just decide to go away one day. It's because we took preventable, we meaning the public and, and the government, whomever, took preventable measures to stop the spread. And to most places, let's not say all, because there are some places in this country that feel like it's never happened. That being said, because I feel like it's almost like this false sense of security that happened again over the summer where everyone, you know, because it's warm, you're outside, it's like, oh, everything will be fine. And then it, the numbers shot up again as soon as the fall happened because people had this false sense of security, like they didn't have to protect themselves. Now you have the case where now some people have the vaccine, a lot still don't. But now you have states such as Texas, they're opening things up. They're like, I'm, I'm done with this. You know, I, I think I'm done with COVID. Let you go ahead and open up your restaurant to 100% capacity. The restaurant could, could fit 500 people, but and, and, and a quarter or less are probably vaccinated. Hmm. What? Please try to make some sense of this of me. It's, it's, and again, I understand this may be just personal opinion. Is that the right direction for the, the states to go at this stage? How do I say fuck no scientifically? No, no. <laughs> fuck no scientifically. I love, I, I'm going to use that going forward. Oh my God. Like, so is there a point, is there, is there even going to be a safe point where states could be like, yep, you know what, let's go ahead and open up or should it be a gradual thing? Like, what are your thoughts? I mean, CDC, let's talk about what the CDC just said. CDC just said, if you are vaccinated, and in particular, if you're around other vaccinated people, you can be indoors with ma- without masks. Wow. Right, with other vaccinated people, right, right, right. right. Um, and, and, and it's actually a little bit looser than that. They're like, you can actually also, it's like, you get, they basically said even unvaccinated people, um, you, you know, there, there are kind of indoor settings where it may be safe. But that in general, you should continue to practice safe wear masks when you kind of go to the grocery stores, et cetera, et cetera. But indoor dining and stuff like that. So what I'm mm-hmm. saying, the reason why this is the absurdity of opening widespread, we can actually get back to restauranting and barring and doing these things if we get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. If we actually just fucking wait and get this thing right under control and get infections under control, we actually can save a lot of lives and get back to business. And that's been the argument since last year. Yeah. If you actually just do the right thing, businesses could have actually thrived the way that, right? Some countries that did it better didn't quite have our, our problems. So what I'm saying is it's upsetting, um, deeply upsetting how Texas and Mississippi and some other states um, have kind of aggressively reopened because it's going to lead to a lot of loss of life mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of loss of life. And I think if we just would have waited, President Biden now, uh, you know, I mean, by May, by the end of May, we'll have a vaccine for every American. Wow. And to the point where the surplus, we got, we can actually, we're thinking about getting it to other countries now. So we actually are at, we're at the capacity. Now there's some issues with delivering it, but we are improving our vaccine production and, and, and delivery engine. Just hold on a little while longer, 
get this vaccine into more people. And we actually can. Again, like I'm not going to fight with the CDC. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, I think they I think I think they're, they've been conservative when it's come to their right uh, recommendations. They have an excellent person in charge now. When they say that, I'm like, well, shit. I know, I'm, you know, I'm, I know I'm coming to New York to go to I go out to dinner when I have like, 10 days after my second shot. You know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. that's a perfectly re- like you actually can return to some normalcy. You take you get the second doses for me. I'm doing what you get. Um, you, you do the kind of 10 days to two weeks of quarantining because conceivably you are possibly transmissible even right. Even after you've got the even after you've gotten the vaccine, it's unlikely, but it's possible. And we're figuring that out. So after that time okay. period. I can go inside. I can, I can actually dine in doors. And so my point is, it's just unfortunate that they kind of opened the floodgates right at the point where we're kind of getting a handle on how to get people this vaccine. So it's very upsetting. Very, very upsetting. That's your statement. Look, don't look, look, I don't live there no more. My, I got family there and I worry about them. We, we working on turning Texas blue. You know, it's a slow process. Matthew, McCon- Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. So I'm running for governor. You seen that? Oh no, I didn't what? see that. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. I don't know. I don't know how serious it is. It might be Matthew. Is that Mr. Right? All right, all right. That's him. All right, all right, all right. And he and he and he's big in Texas, yo. He's loved. Like he could do it. Really? He is loved in Texas, yeah. Anyway, you to do it. I got. I love Texas. I got love for Texas. Right. Yeah, man, that's my home state. You know, I get it. We messing up, but you know, I ain't gonna turn down <laughs> Texas, folks. Like, come on, man, Trey Ward. So as we as we wind down this conversation, you know, what are the thoughts on just now? We have a new administration. When this thing first started, we were. Not in a good place, administrative-wise. I'm not, not to say that we're in a much better place, but we really weren't in a good place, definitively. Um, but you know, we're at least at this at this point where, as you say, you know, there is there is aggressive efforts being made to manufacture the vaccine. Is getting or they're trying their best to get into the hands of who needs to get it to. There's bumps along the road, but they're trying to do what they need to do. Just in terms of this response and 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 process going forward, what can you share with us? Like I said, uh, you know. President Biden and, you know, I think there's really good people in charge now. I, I, I mean, the, the night and day, it's not even night. I don't, I, it's not even night and day. That's not an aggressive enough analogy for the difference between how we're handling it now and the way it was okay. in fucking January. I mean, it's just like it's unbelievable. Um, you got to remember, like, this has been a tough year for everybody. I mean, and you have not only was the last administration indifferent, they were actively spreading misinformation. I mean, it's kind of fucking insane when you think about it. It's one thing to do nothing. Inject yourself. They were actively seeding. And of course, of course, you know, of course, of course, Orange got it in January, got the vaccine in January. I didn't tell anybody even. And this is an important point. When you look at the data on this is this is for you also, Ben. I mean, um, you look at the data on people's skepticism about the vaccine. Mm -hmm. Black folks were the highest in November and December. Okay. Absolutely. Since then, it's gone from like the highest. We're now at like 30%. We've actually dropped. So yeah. black people are listening. And I think in the early 60% made sense. It was like, yo, this shit is new. I don't mm-hmm. fuck with orange. I don't mm-hmm. like none of this. And, and YouTube, mm, let me wait. But then what you saw is that people are getting it and they're fine. Yeah. And, and so the, right. And so the skepticism is dropping the group who actually has remained high, if not increased a little bit, is white Republicans. They still don't like, they still don't, they barely believe this. And and many of them are not, and it's going to be a a major consequence to their well-being. So what I'm saying is we're at a critical point here. 
it's just, it really is some like movie shit because it's like the, the 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 forces are lining up. You have the good, which is like an administrative who believes in science, who's kind of amped up. Uh, you know, uh, you saw you saw the COVID relief bill. Say what you want to about that, but we're trying to get kind of relief for families. Um, we we now have the vaccine a dose for every American by May. That's I mean, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. I was I was my guess was like I mean I changed my guesses. Remember y'all asked me last year like mm-hmm. I was like oh four months. You know, some, I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, how could I have? You know what I'm saying? And right. I think, but, but when the vaccine started rolling out, I was like, fall. Mm-hmm. That was my guess. That it would be the fall when we kind of like get a vaccine to everybody and maybe like now. They talk about spring, summer. They talk about spring, summer. People talk right. about actually like going on vacation and like having scientific meetings this summer that I'm a part of. Because if everybody has a vaccine by the end of May, you know, so I'm saying this to say we're at a point where we have that and then we have the new strains, which are a reminder about how big this problem is and how we got this is it's more contagious. It's slightly more, at least slightly more lethal in certain populations. So it's like the good is lined up and now the bad is this is a point where we got to be smart. If we just hang on, do the right thing, social distance, which has worked to Tatiana's mm-hmm. point. Utilize these vaccines, get them in enough people so that we we actually can beat this fucking thing. Like it's at the point now where the fight's not over, but we've landed one. You know, I don't know how many of y'all. I'm, mm-hmm. I used to box. I mean, I don't know. You know, I used to box, mm-hmm. and that's like a that's like a real thing. Like you're fighting somebody, and you might be losing. There's a point in the fight where you land a punch, and you hear, in my case, him go, <gasps> yeah. and you're like, oh <laughs> shit, that hurt him. Yeah. Mike Tyson said, when he started crying like a little girl. I'm not winning this fight. This is, I may or may not be winning this. It's a point. It's a second. I may or may not, but that hurt him. So yeah. I now know how to land a punch and hurt him. And it changes your psychology in, for the rest of the fight. So you go back and do it again. Bang. You hear that again. And you're like, ah, and that's where we're at now. Like we actually can lay a hammer into this thing. And if we, you know, if we continue to keep our, you know, uh, uh, you know, keep our head down, keep our head on a swivel. And land some punches, we can knock this motherfucker out. And I think, mm. and I think, and I think, but we're at that point where if we if we fuck up and get lazy, we can get knocked out. That's where we're at right now. And I think it's a lot of things to be excited about. I know I can say when I got the shot, and I mean, it was like some super serum shit. Like it felt like I felt like I felt like it was like a, oh, you know, you like, Captain I America. Like, I thought I felt like I was gonna because it, it's psychologically, you're like, wait a minute. I, this thing has affected me and our community and so many people for so long and we've been beaten by it. It's like, why well, I actually now have something that, you know, I didn't change my life since then. I've been responsible. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, you know, I, I really encourage us all to do that because it's empowering and it, it allow us to kind of get back to some sense of normalcy. Excellent. All excellent. Right. I think that's a beautiful way to end this. But mm-hmm. thank you, Professor Brandon Obunu of the of the Howard uh before you go please let everybody know where they can find you if they have more questions i mean you're you're like famous now so i know you might be busy but let them know (laughs) well all the socials at big uh underscore data underscore kane k-a-n-e i'm on all the socials and clubhouse where you kind of see me doing this kind of stuff um i just want to thank you all again you all were ahead of your time and bringing me, you know, I'm sitting here mm-hmm. and talking about this. Nobody was doing this, particularly not in this community. People have contacted me because of this stuff that I've done with you all. I don't, I mean, you know, I'm oh, just wow. a nerd. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, a lot of people were like, y'all heard you on there and thanks for this and that. So you have actually done real good in the world. It is about good. allies and collaborators or how the good work is done. And 
And then not to mention, you know, views from 616 and for all that you are just killing it. Thank I got to say, you know, early in early in this process, y'all, I heard the weight you guys were going through it. I heard y'all and I've heard you kind of pick yourselves up and I, you, you, you all have a little bit of a bop in your step, even though I know you're going through things. So I just want to congratulate you on all that. And uh, I'm always available to come kick it and maybe in person right after after all this happens. I'm not that. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. Then, yeah. I mean, do you, you, you do you feel a little less iffy? Yes, I definitely feel a little less iffy having talked to my brother. You know, I, I told him I was going to have this conversation and I'm leaning towards it because, like I said, I work in restaurants and stuff. And one of the, my bosses was like, yo, if you want, I can get you the letter where you can go and get vaccinated right now. So, oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, just the notion that you can, again, not do nothing crazy and not be in a sweaty club, but but some normalcy and not fear that you're going to have to the, the, to die from a trip to the grocery store or a but trip I, to right. a restaurant. I want sweaty Psychologically, whew, it's just major. It's major, you know? Definitely. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, and I hope a lot of people out there listened and learned themselves right now. And if you were on the fence like I was, you know, hopefully this has steered you, you know, more towards the way of science. Because like Brandon knows, I am a man of science first. I'm a man of logic. You know, Absolutely. I'm a Pisces. And all that. So I'm an emotional motherfucker. But at the same time, I'm straight up about logic. You know, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Heard. And so, you know, that's what I'm about. So thank you for helping me. And we're going to take a quick break right here. But we want you to stick around. And we'll be right back to wrap up. With this. Hi, I'm Professor Brandon Obunu a scientist who studies genetics and epidemics. And when I'm not doing long division, I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, yo, this is Danny Lore, and this is Vida Ayala, and we are Twin Speaks. And when we are not writing Ironheart or James Bond, we are listening to For All Nerds. Hi, my name is Genevieve King, and I play Jackie Veda on Netflix's Lock and Key. When I'm not cooking up new recipes in my kitchen, then I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey everybody, this is Peter Ramsey. I am the director of Rise of the Guardians and one of the directors of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And I like to listen to For All Nerds with Tatiana and the great Benjamin. Hey, this is Hiro Kanagawa, actor and playwright. And you are listening to For All Nerds all the way. Hi, this is Lexi Alexander, and I'm a filmmaker and a writer. And when I'm not playing with my vintage toys and feeding myself and my dog, then I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, what's up? This is Otto Asado. And when I'm not on television and movie sets, I am listening to For All Nerds. What's up, y'all? And we are back once again. I would say thank you, Brandon, but he's still sitting right here because we're going to keep it going. So thank you. I'll say it to you. Thank you, sir, for, you know, putting the people on, you know, in that informative segment that we just had. But you're still here. So we're going to, you know, have you stick around while we do this. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, oh let, me, let me do that again. because you know, He's still saying thank you and you're welcome. <laughs> so it's time for one of my favorite segments on the show. The frequently asked questions. The guac is extra. 
So we answer any and all questions that you send to us. Anytime, hit us up. Contact at 4 or hit us on the Twitters, the Instagrams, at 4 with any type of question. I was hoping to have some more questions for you, Brandon, but I feel like we already asked everything that needs to be asked. Mm-hmm. So we just don't answer, you know, these listener questions or mm-hmm. listener questions yes. as it is today. Yes. It's always yes. feast or famine with the guac. So. Facts. So today is famine. <laughs> Today's famine. <laughs> yes. So the first question or the only question comes from, this is uh, Elliot Johnson, a.k.a. Bilbo Badsons. I don't get that, but I'm bad not feeling sins. it. Badsons? Okay. Yeah, like bad. I mean, I get why it, but it's like, it's Badsons relating to something I don't know about. Or it's just they thought it sounded cool. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> okay. That's rude. Is, Fo- is Footloose still the greatest movie ever made? It never was. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Who's the next AK? AKA Kingdom Heartthrob. So the Kingdom Hearts. I get it. Yeah. Okay. That one's kind of mid. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't going to say it. I already, I'm already roasting. Uh, <laughs> For all nerds, where we roast your AKAs. Yeah. Send them in, folks. Uh, and the last one is AKA Christy Yamaguchi Main. It's too many syllables. See, yeah, thank it's, you. It's too it, many it's syllables. Like, it's almost there, though. It's you like, know, it's almost like... there. You're you're maze levels right now. So yeah. it's like almost there. It's too many syllables. Even though Maze had some fantastic ones last week, but whatever. Yeah, you know, Cassius asked, did Maze did a Ghost Rider? <laughs> Maze, see, we ain't even go that. See, it ain't even me. It's not just we, me. It's not Everybody. even us. Your own Maze, your fellow <laughs> listeners, I got something to say. So you need to, you need to, you need to check them. Cash is in the chat on Twitch, like your Maze down a ghost driver. <laughs> oh my god! I love Twitch chat. Everybody who be in Woo. Twitch chat, I love you. Okay, yes. so the question. Wait goes, one more time. Twitch.tv slash for all nerds. Make sure you go over there right now. Hit follow. Boom. There you go. Turn on the notifications and join us. Yes. Okay. So the question goes. How did you initially feel when you heard the news that Daft Punk is retiring? So how long have they been? <laughs> okay, so how long have they been around? They've been around since early nineties or mid nineties or something. So. A long like something like that, time, right? Yeah. Um, so I I came up on Daft Punk in the two thousand. The 2000s, you know, early 2000s. I think that's when they really came out. It was like two thousands. Like, well, like, early like when they was like yeah. really mainstream, mainstream, I guess. Like even like uh, around the world, it's like that's their first album. Around the world, right? yeah, I knew about around yeah. the world. Yeah, I, I knew about around the world after they did all that stuff on Toonami on Cartoon yeah. Network um, mm-hmm. with their album. So anyway, yeah. As far as I feel, like I, I thought it was sad. I think I think their going away video was pretty cool. Like it was very artistic. I don't know if you saw it, Ben, but no, nope. I, I don't know what their names are supposed to be. If they even particularly have names, and and I know people are like somebody's listening now. It's like sacrilege. I don't yeah. know. I don't care. But the point is, I know that they're legends. And yes. I'm big into their music. I love them. I, I can't say that I listened to any Daft Punk recently in like the last year, except for like old stuff. Um, but my thing is their music is still here. Like the music mm-hmm. hasn't died. They're, they're, so I, you know, I felt like, oh, damn. But at the same time, I was just like, thank you. Like, thank you yeah. for everything you've contributed to to the music space, to art, to culture, because they've touched all over with their with their talent, and they've inspired and will continue to inspire generations. Yeah, I didn't really feel any type of way, like you said. You know, I love their music. The music is eternal, so that'll always be here. You know, they've helped me get through many DJ and many a wedding because you know that that point <laughs> be hitting. Uh, they put on Nile Rodgers, who I feel does not get enough credit as one of mm. the greatest musicians like ever you Absolutely. know if not 
if not like in your top five, he should be, you know, and he's responsible for get lucky and the other joint, you know, from their last album. Like he's playing guitar on both of those. Yeah. And if you don't know, Niles is also chic and pretty much everything. I just found out that Niles wrote a uh, soul glow from coming to America. Really? The first one. Yes. Oh my God. And he considers that above. I mean, this man wrote uh let's dance for David Bowie. He wrote, it goes on and on. I mean, he's, and he, I mean, Niall is a legend. Absolutely. I mean, just legend. on and on and on. Probably iconic and he, at this point. Yeah. And he says that that is his greatest living creation because he's like, no one knows it's me, but everyone what, knows. The Soul Glow song is his, 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 he feels it's above his biggest Bowie, creation. above everything because he's like that. He, he's like, you don't have to know it's me and it still touches you. This is true. True. And, he, and because, especially because of, of Coming to America too. A brand new set of generation has been introduced. If they haven't mm-hmm. seen it before, they've been introduced to come into America, and yep. they're gonna go back to the old one and listen to this song. And, and he's right; yeah. like that song play, even if a snippet of that song plays right now, just let you instantly. You know, you Instant. know, instantly. Yeah, yeah. You want to start swinging your hair around as soon, <laughs> like, soon as I say that. You both of y'all had to fight. <laughs> yeah, you had to fight to not whip it. <laughs> uh, Professor Ubuna, what did you? How did you feel when you heard Daft Punk was retiring? Um, you know, yeah, I'm, I felt good about it because I feel like they were in control of the narrative. I'm a child yes. of like the, the 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 rap breakups, which have been ugly Ooh. and petty, and, yes. that, and that's a sad part of like our culture. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I feel like this was some grown, mature, yes. taking control of the narrative. So I was like. I mean, I don't know if proud, like proud, happy for them and kind of <laughs> proud to see it. I, w- I wish it worked that way in my culture, to be honest with you. Mm. Like, I, in terms of hip hop breakups, for mm. example, how many can you name that were like peace quite like that? I mean, I think Wu Tang. <laughs> Ben's thinking. <laughs> I mean, I think Wu Tang does a good job of beefing and then coming back together because mm-hmm. they're kind of a family. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think they've done a nice job, but. Uh. Destiny's uh, Child, though, that was a little contentious. Uh, no, that was definitely contentious. <laughs> Super. That was really contentious. Uh, yeah. uh, can't say make it the band. <laughs> and rappers, it's like never, because it's always a diss record. There's always a diss record when, yeah. Sure, it's insecure, yeah. young-ass dudes by, yeah. for the most part. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, you know, so I, I, that's where I felt about it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's also not like Daft Punk, they, they're they dead. Like, And like I said, even if they did pass away, either one of them passed away, their music still lives. And mm-hmm. and and I, I wasn't, you know, using hyperbole when I say it's going to live on for generations. I mean, it's already happened with uh, with, with millennials. It's going to happen with Gen Z. I mean, I, you have people like Kanye and others people, I know, but other people who have used their music or sampled their sound within their songs. I mean... That's the point of music, right? It's it's to evolve and to to be used to learn more about music, it's to create new sounds. So, and and that's that's really what I see Daft Punk as like they're creators, and that catalyst will always be there. So that's how I mm-hmm. feel about them. I, I'm not, you know, it was, it was like oh, okay, but I wasn't like in the street crying about it. So I know a lot not, of people were about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two quick shout outs related to Daft Punk. Shout outs to Karen Gillan. Uh, the writer of The Wicked yes. and Divine, because he ruins one more time for anyone who's ever read that book. You will never hear that song the same way again. What's the name it's of the guy of the greatest... that's modeled after him in uh, Wicked and Divine? Oh, God, I forgot he ruins Daft Punk in general. Yeah. Because um, there's a god that's the modeled scumbag. after Daft Punk. Uh, yeah, the scum- and he, he is Loki. a scumbag. 
Yeah. Oh God, I'm, it's not Loki because it's Loki's other no, name. No, um, well, well, no. It's well, Odin. Odin. Yes. Uh, Ro- is it Odin? Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, Rodin. I can't remember what his. I can't believe I don't. But it's Odin's other name. But yes, that's what he's based off of. And he ruins that pump. But the actual song, one more time, is ruined. Woden. Woden. W O D E N. Yes. I knew it. Come on, man. You got yeah, it. The actual song, yeah, the actual song is ruined by him in this book as well. You will never look at it the same way. And also, speaking of talent, uh, if you're all on YouTube, check out this channel after you subscribe to For All Nerds on YouTube, of course. Check out the channel Sample Breakdown, where these dudes oh, are, yes. I don't know, dudes or whatever. They do breakdowns of various samples. I'm addicted to it. Is that the one I and, sent you? Yep. And okay. they do the one for one more time on there where you oh, can see how that punk you know, chopped up the sample for one more time, and it's brilliant. It's like they're brilliant. they're really dope producers. You know, they are really dope ass producers, and I've always known that. But you know, seeing that breakdown was really nice. Yes, yes. So that's so, how we felt. That's how we felt, and that's <laughs> the end of our guac this week. If you have a question, maybe it's about music, maybe it's about culture, maybe it's about naming your child or maybe your puppy. I don't know. We are here for you, and we want to hear it, and we want to answer you. So hit us up. You can have some more privacy if you want some space, you can hit us up over the emails, contact at forallnerds.com. Or mm-hmm. if you just want to hit us up just like everyone else does, you can hit us over the socials at For All Nerds. And if you are part of the fan fam on our Patreon, you get guaranteed guac questions all day. Go to patreon.com slash forallnerds. And you can ask us our question anytime and we will load it into the chamber. Mm-hmm. And before we get up out of here real quick, because it's been a couple of weeks, we do have a brand new Comic Psycho. That's the hand motion. Like your hand. Yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't know what that is. <laughs> but that's what you got to do when you say Comic Psycho. You know, make sure you ch- check that hashtag. Use that hashtag on all social medias. That's Comics I-C-O-P-P-E-D. Where we talk about all the comics we've been buying, new, old, reading, trading whatever it don't matter you know what i mean comments like cop let us know thank you all for using that hashtag as always and this week i have been waiting for one of these books show for really a year now because of covid this book actually got delayed oh i'm talking about yeah it was supposed to drop last year around this time i think oh damn and it got pushed back you know yeah and it's it's interesting because it's uh the book we're talking about is children of the atom issue one by Vita Ayala and artist Bernard Chang. And it's part of the whole House of X, you know, Dawn of X rollout. But it was supposed to take place before even like Swords of X. So it's weird. I don't know if the story has changed much or whatever. And honestly, I can't say much more than that because I've been waiting for this issue for so long. I read it, but there's a big surprise about the characters that I did not know going in. Obviously, because it's a surprise, okay. Marvel has not said anything about it. I don't think you can even figure it out looking at the artwork that they showed before right. because I didn't get it until I read the issue. Well, that's good so because I don't, I, you don't want to yeah. be you don't want to be ruined, you know, before you even get through it. No, no, and I had no clue. It was like, oh, that's what this Children of the Atom is about. That's why they're like this and stuff, and that's why. Because if you've seen the artwork, they all resemble other X-Men. You know, there's one who looks like Archangel. There's one who has a visor like Cyclops. Mm -hmm. There's one who's dressed similar to Gambit. Mm -hmm. So they all resemble X-Men. You're like, why do they look like... And, you know, X-Men have all these mutates and all these things going around and these clones and all this other stuff. 
So there's been a lot of speculation, but the answer is quite interesting. Vita and Bernard have a really dope concept on their hands. I mm. really enjoyed the first issue. Like I say, it was a big twist, and I think this is going to be a hit book, you know, so make sure you check it out. Oh, I'm Children picking that Adam. up for sure. Yep. I already got my copy reserved to anyone comments. Shout out to y'all. BK and shout out to Vita Ayala, friend of the show. We mm-hmm. love you, Vita. And congratulations yes. again. This is big time. Big time. And like I say, I think this joint is to be a breakout hit because, you know, the, the whole X-Men are popping right now. And the twist is really going to get people involved, you know, most long-term readers of X-Men and new readers. But especially for the long-term readers because the twist involves something that goes back about now, like... Damn. And it's related to WandaVision and some other stuff, too. Yeah, and goes back to the origins of WandaVision. And Excuse that's all me. I will say. Yeah, that's all I will say right there. But it's definitely a twist. And also, I want to shout out this other book that I read today, uh, Carmen Issue 1, by a Spanish writer and artist, Gillem March. I, want, I think it's Gillem March. It's from Image Comics. Um, I don't know about I never knew about Gillem before, but they are an incredible incredible artists like the art mm. just off the top it's k-r-m-e-n and it's from okay. image comics the art is incredible and i don't want to give away too much in this one again because there's a there's a lot of twists in it but it basically involves a guardian angel oh. and it's morbid and dark i'll i'll warn y'all oh. i haven't even finished <laughs> the first issue because it's it's a limited series i think it's only gonna be five or six issues but I haven't finished the first one, but it was one of those books, like, went from the first page, I was like, oh, my God. Like, it's just the art is so beautiful. And then when I realized what the story is actually about, I was like, oh, this is going to be ill, and I want to see where they go over this whole five-issue series. So make sure you check that out if you're looking for something different. You know, I like to recommend things that aren't just, you know, spandex and superhero fights, and this is one of them. So check this joint out. Carmen, number one, from, uh, yeah, Gillen March but, uh, from Image Trauma Awesome. On stands now. Yep. Awesome. And I would definitely recommend, uh, if you want to, besides the ones that Ben I mean recommended today, hit up that mm-hmm. hashtag because there are some amazing picks there. I mean, really, really amazing. And mm-hmm. a lot of the posts, uh, and when I'm talking about the hashtag, like go on Twitter, a lot of the posts have pictures of all of the titles that people have picked up and just, oh, just beautiful. And, I, and again, this hashtag has been long running for years. So mm-hmm. comics, I cop, you're going to get some great picks there. Word up. And if you're listening or watching right now and you haven't used that hashtag, make sure you do. Yo, don't be scared. It don't matter what you read in old, new. Like I say, it does not matter. We won't judge. I read everything <laughs> from stuff like Power Pat to Carmen. You know, I read from light to dark, all kinds of things. I've actually got this book or uh, this issue of this comic. I haven't read. That's why I haven't recommended yet. But it's about a, it's called like Gym Locker or something. Gym- and it's about like these. Okay. These boys, gym locker, where stuff in it turns pink, and then some weird things start happening from that. And I was like, "Oh, I just need to read this. This sounds some ill, you know, things I need to read up on." But I'll talk about that next week or whenever I get a chance to do read it. So you know, whatever. It don't matter what type of comics people ask me. Does anime or manga work? Yes, it does. Comics, I copped. It don't matter. Books. Hell, if you're reading a book and you just, you know it's related to comics, let there us it know. Is. There it is. Comments I copped. And thank you all for supporting and using that hashtag. And that's it. All comics matter. Fat pros. Fat pros.